So, all right, so, so we are uh, doing this series, and it's called Mush. Uh, as near as I can tell, mush, have you guys ever heard that term, like, on sled dogs, like, mush, mush? Evidently, this is like, a, uh, like an Eskimo word that means let's go, which I like, right? Like, let's go. And, or it's a shortened, it's like a, an Anglified, English, it's an English kind of smush of, it's an English mush of a word, mush. I'm making me, me speak good all, all time, very much, fire bad. Uh, sorry, that was, my, that was my Frankenstein's monster Im, imitation, because, you know, Frankenstein isn't the monster. Anyway, uh, so mush so let me explain a little bit, because some of you are like, why are we doing a series with dog sleds? That's weird, because nobody has dog sleds around here. Well, here's what happened. Like, a couple of months ago, I was on YouTube. Yeah, some of you already know where this is going, right? So, suggested video, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. Like, a video comes up, and it says, you should, videos you might like, and I'm always like, maybe I would. And I click on it, and most of the time it's a bad choice. But this one had like little puppies in the picture, and I was like, puppies, and they're in the snow, and I'm like, puppies in snow? That's amazing. I am definitely going to click on this. And so it turns out it was a video about this guy who has this sled dog team, and he's got two new puppies that he's trying to train to run with the other dogs. And I was like, and I start watching it, and then I start going, wow, this sled dogs are, are cool. Like, there's this whole thing about them, and, and I started finding out all these little, little nuggets of information about how, how cool they were. Like, like I, I guess I knew about sled dogs from, from like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Yukon Cornelius, and like, right? And he always cracked the whip, but I didn't realize, like, what they were talking about in the videos is they don't have to crack a whip. Sled dogs want to run, and, and it's what they're made for, and it's what they, what they want the most, and, and they get excited when they get to run. And in fact, you don't have to crack a whip. You've got you've to put an anchor in the snow to keep them from running away. Like, they want to pull the sled. They think it's the best thing in the world. And, and I, I was like, that's crazy. And they, and they were, uh, so they were showing this one where, like, this couple was going on a, on, a, on a dog sledding trip, and so they get in the sled, and the lady who runs the dog sledding company, like, gets all the dogs hooked up, and the rest of the dogs, once all the dogs are hooked up and she's getting on the sled, the other dogs just start howling, like, and, and they're like, why are they howling? And she goes, well, it's one of two things. Either they're howling because they're they're sad they don't get to run with the other dogs. They see the sled hooked up, and they realize they're not going to get to run with them. And she said, or, and she said, I prefer to think that they're howling, and they're, they're like cheering on the dogs that are hooked up, like, yeah, go for it, you guys, like, run, run, run. And, and so it, it's just cool. Uh, I love it. And, and the more I found out about them, like why their eyes are so blue, we're going to talk about some of that like later on, and, and how they, how they, why, they, why they can run so well and what their, 
their natures are and stuff like that. It's so cool, so cool. And uh, so, and evidently there's, there's like a movie on, I guess it's on Disney Plus, like there's a sled dog movie. Toga. Is it good? I, it looks so good. The, the trailer, I'm, I'm, I'm this close. I'm this close to getting Disney Plus. All right, all right, all right. Then I, if, if I've got Mandalorian and Togo, maybe I definitely get, need to get Disney Plus. All right, you guys talked me into it. I, my wife can't argue with me anymore. The whole group of people just told me to get Disney Plus. I'm sorry, I have to do it. Peer pressure is real. And uh, so, so this week, I want to start with what does it look like when a puppy is getting trained? Because you guys... You guys used to be puppies. Like you, you, when you were in elementary school, everything you did, you did, and everything you learned, you learned what you were told to learn, you did what you were supposed to do, but now you're in middle school, you're getting to the point where if you were a sled dog, you'd be about ready to pull. Like you'd be prime, in a prime place to get ready to pull the sled and to run with the big dogs right? And so I, I wanted to look at, because when I looked at the way they train a puppy, I was like, this is like the Christian life. This is like faith life. This is what you got to learn if you want to be a part of a, of a church or a body of believers. So look at this first one. The first thing they have to learn is they have to learn to run alongside and run with confidence. So they have to learn to run alongside the sled and they have to learn to run with confidence. Because a dog, that's how they know if a dog's not cut out to run with a team is if when they, when they take the sled out, they just let the puppy run along with the sled. And if the puppy, like, runs off into the woods, then it probably isn't interested. But most of them don't do that. Like, when the other dogs start running, they start running beside them. They think they're pulling the sled, too. They're like, yeah, I'm going, right? And they'll run, and, and they'll run right with the dogs, and they'll try so hard to keep up, and, and, and they'll keep running with the dogs. And so you have to be able, if you want to be part of a body of believers, you want to really, like, plug in to the faith life, you have to realize that you have to learn to run alongside of everybody else and, and find your place, right? So... Um, and you got to run with confidence. Know that you're supposed to be there. And that's the other thing, like the puppies. They don't have to teach the puppies that they're part of the team. The puppies know they're supposed to be part of the team. They feel that. So who wants to read that first passage there? In 1 Corinthians. All right. Nice. Oh. Oh, sorry. All right. Do you not... Uh, do you not know that in a race all runners run but only the one only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize everyone is competes in the games goes into into strict training they do it to get a good oh they do it to get a was it crown a crown crown that will that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever therefore i do not like to run someone running like, I'm not good today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aimlessly, I do not like. I do not like fight. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I I myself 
will not be able to be disqualified for the prize. Very good. So, so I like that part where he says, uh, he says, like, I, I don't run, I don't run like someone running aimlessly. See, because if, if those puppies, like I said, if that puppy, if you, they're running beside the sled and they just start running off in the woods or they stop to sniff everything, um, then you know what they do with those puppies? No, they don't kill them. What? Kill them? You'll never pull a sled. Die. What? Oh, my goodness. No, they, they find a family that wants a dog to sit by the fire, and they give them that puppy, and, the, and it, it gets to hang out and, and do its thing. Right? They don't, they don't kill it. Oh, gosh. But, but at the same time, they don't take a puppy that doesn't want to run and make it run. They, they don't do that. And that's what's so funny, like, when you talk about people who say, like, this is cruelty to the animals and things like that. They, they want to run. These dogs are specifically picked because they love it, because it's what they want to do. And, and you know, a lot of people would say, I don't want someone to run into me at full speed and knock me down. But there are guys who play football who love that. They love to play. They love the, the aggression and the impact. And so if you told them you can't play football anymore, they'd be upset. And that's what these sled dogs are like. They, they, they're made for this. And for some of you, that's, that's, what, that's what your faith life is like. You're finding out little by little that you're made to follow God. You're made for this. And, and, and so if you are, then look at this. The second thing that you need to learn is you need to learn to depend on a team. On the team. Because, because the team, the team is how the, how the sled pulls. One dog can't pull the sled. They have to work together. And so what I love is when you look through the Bible, and I've got all these verses here, these are Old Testament verses, New Testament verses, all over the Bible we see references to the fact that we are made to work together with other people. Who would like to read the first one there? All right. So read Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Yeah, so what does that mean? They like build each other up? Yeah. So if you were, if you were running, anybody run uh, cross country, run long distances, okay? Do you run better or worse when you run with someone else who's a good runner? Better. I, I'm a little competitive. Some of you may be, but if I'm running with someone, I may be super tired. My feet might be hurting. My shins might have shin splints. I'm not going to stop running. I'm going to keep running. And uh, a couple of years ago, I had to do a stress test, and I was at the doctor, you know, where you have to run on the treadmill, and they, they judge your heart rate and stuff like that, and they told me, you can stop anytime you want. You know, we, we're just trying to, we got to get a baseline. And so I keep running, and I keep running, and the doctor's standing there, and the nurse is standing there. And I, I admit, I'm not in peak physical shape. I, I have been in better shape in my life. But there was no way in the world I was going to stop running 
with the two of them watching me. Is that crazy? I am insane. But I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and finally the doctor goes, you know, you can stop anytime you want. And I'm like, oh, you just tell me when you're done. And he goes, we were done with the test. We got enough like two minutes ago. You've been running all this time. Like, we're, we're done. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, why didn't you say something? And they said, well, you looked like you were enjoying it. And I wasn't. I wasn't enjoying it. I was faking. I was smiling like, yeah, this is great. I love running in place. Um, but I hated it. And, and, but it, it's that part of us, like when we're running with someone else, when someone else is, is holding us accountable, we do better, right? Because, and it's not just like we want to impress them. It's, it's that we want to be better because other people are around us. We want to be better for them too, right? So who else, uh, who wants to read First Peter 4.10? Coming over there. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Yeah, very good. And, and we're going to talk more about that, like how sled dogs like use their different abilities to pull the sled because each dog, when they hear, a, they hear a, an order yelled out, a, a command yelled out, the dogs react to those commands with different actions which is crazy cool to think about. They know what they're supposed to do. Who wants to read the next one? All right, come on. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Very good. So apostles, an apostle is, oh, is somebody who has a story to tell, uh, who's sent out with a story, uh, you know, a prophet is somebody who interprets what God has to say. Uh, a, uh, uh, an evangelist is someone who shares the good news. That's evangel, angel, message, the good message. Um, and uh, pastors and teachers. And, and we all have a role. Here's what, listen to me close on this. Some people, when they see like me or Mike, uh, Pastor Mike or, or, or Casey, and you go, oh, they are higher spiritually than me because they're in front of everybody teaching. And I, I want you guys to understand that's not the way the kingdom of God works. There are people who are called by God, I believe this absolutely, who are called by God to be engineers, who are called by God to be doctors, who are called by God to be lawyers, who are called by God to be business owners who are called by God to be garbage men. And they, they're doing what God's called them to do, and they're running the race. They're pulling the sled with their abilities. I am not above them because this is what I'm called to do. I know lots of people who get into ministry because they think that's what they're supposed to do next. Like, I've been following Jesus for a while, I, you know, I, I've done this, I've taken these classes, I've done this stuff, I should, I should go into ministry. What? That's insane, right? That's insane. You shouldn't go into ministry unless you feel like God is calling you into ministry. Um, and so, because everybody has a role to play. All right, Ephesians 432 Oh, that was a bad throw. Sorry. That was a terrible throw. I apologize for that. Um, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. 
Very good. If there's strife on the dog team, if the dogs are nipping at each other, are having trouble with each other, are fighting, the sled doesn't work. So you have to have dogs that like each other, that want to run together, right? Um, Romans 15, 5 and 6, who's... who's I keep looking over there. I'm sorry. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that one, so that with one mind and one one voice you may glorify the God and Father of the Lord our Lord Jesus Christ. Very good. One mind, one voice, and and that's cool too. Like the dogs, you hear them. One mind, one voice. One of them will start howling, and the other ones will start howling, and it just sounds like the howl is getting louder. It doesn't sound like. A bunch of different voices. It sounds like one voice howling louder and louder, and I love that. Um, Hebrews ten twenty four. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Yeah, and 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 that's the that's the same thing. That's that like I said, that idea that maybe those dogs who are waiting to run are howling to encourage the ones who aren't running you know, or who are running. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes we see people who are, are moving forward and we go, I wish I was them instead of saying, I need to tell them what a great job they're doing. Right? I do that a lot. Where I see someone succeed or someone, someone going moving up their, their spiritual ladder and I go, man, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I was them. Instead of saying, man, I need to tell them what a great thing they're doing. And, and, and so we, we have to think about it that way, right? And so, so we have to run together. We have to learn to depend on the, the dog team, on the, on the other dogs that are running, and we need to run and we need to encourage them and run with them. Now, but the third thing, you must have the will to run and tough feet, the will to run and tough feet. Like I said, if a dog does not want to run, if a dog acts like it's, it doesn't want to run, if it doesn't want to put on the harness, they, they just, they don't kill it. They just take it and they, they take it to someone who wants to, wants to be with the dog. Because on a dog team, you want dogs that want to run. Uh, that I was uh, talking earlier, there was a, uh, one of the videos I watched was Denali National Park, which is in Alaska. And, oh, I, I want to go now, and now that I've seen it, because there's a whole section of the park where no motorized vehicles are allowed to go. Not airplanes, not, uh, not like uh, snowmobiles, no cars, nothing. The only way to access it is dog sled or, or foot. And so Denali has like these, it's the only national park that has its own like kennels. And it has like 30 some dogs that that's all they do is they're, they're like, they are park service employees. You know, they, they, they go and they run these sleds. And there was one dog they were showing who had retired with like 17,000 miles. This dog had run. And, and, and just looked as healthy as anything like, yeah. I was a runner, you know, like, but the, their, their brains are made to make them run. It, it's really cool. I learned something. Here's some science. You ready for some science? I'm going to give you some science. So 
we as human beings are the second best long distance runners in the world. We're second. We can run long distances, right? We can run marathons, 26 miles. Other animals don't do stuff like that. They just don't. They think we're idiots, right? Um, I, you know, your house cat watches you go running and, and the cat just shakes its head. Like, what is wrong with you? There's sun here. Why are you not basking? Um, but we can run. Now, here's, here's the way that works, though. At the beginning of a run, our body burns glycogen, which is we get from carbohydrates and from vegetables and fruit, and it's like a, a sugary kind of substance, right? And it burns hot, and it burns fast. So when you sprint or you get super excited about something and go do something really quick, your body burns glycogen. But after a while, if you're running distance, the glycogen burn slacks off and your body starts burning fat and protein. The fat and protein burn more slowly, so the glycogen has to keep initiating that reaction. But when you run out of glycogen, you aren't running anymore. You're just going to drop because your body can't function just on the fat and protein. And glycogen takes like six hours for your body to manufacture, so you can't even in the course of a run go, I'm going to eat some fruit, I'll be okay. Your body's not going to do that, right? So, yes, question. Do what? It's what? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, soda, soda is not necessarily good for you because that's really fast burning sugar and, um, it's not good for your body. But like sometimes, you know, there was, people would say before you run a marathon, you should carb load. You, you shouldn't carb load, but you should have some carbs because those are going to help your body form glycogen that you'll need in the marathon the next day. Now, here's the cool thing though. Sled dogs don't need glycogen. They cut it off. They don't use it at all. So they only use that slow-burning fat and protein, so they literally can run forever. They can literally, they can run and run and run. As long as their feet are tough enough to take the punishment, they can run. And, and and so in the middle of a race, like when they do the Iditarod and stuff like that, they'll drop meat out for the dogs to eat. And, and they stop and they eat that meat and then they continue running because it's all fat and protein and their bodies are like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Right, right. It needs to be meat. It needs to have high fat content, right? It's got to be this, this good meat. And, and, and think about it. Think about how crazy that is when you think about their ancestors are wolves, right? And wolves aren't the fastest predators, but they will run you down. They will run you until you can't run anymore. And so that's what's amazing. Look at this passage. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. 
that should be the thing that, that should be that, the fat and the protein that, that keeps us going, is knowing that Jesus ran this race too, and we can keep running, right? We can keep moving. Um, we've got everything we need in Scripture and in each other to keep running. We don't need to manufacture anything else. And then the last thing, look at this. You've got to be able to run all day and be ready for the next one. They, they said in the Iditarod, they take the, the vital signs of these dogs at the beginning of the race day and at the end of the race day, and a lot of times those vital signs don't vary at all. Like literally, they run all day, and they're just as ready to run as they were when they started. And, and the next day, their vital signs will actually be better than they were the day before. Like if you ran a, a distance run, the next day you're like, oh man, I'm sore, right? Uh, I don't want to do anything. I'm tired, right? That's not the way the dogs are. The dogs are like, I ran yesterday. I'm ready to run today. Yeah. And the dogs that win the Iditarod, most of the dog teams that win the Iditarod have run another race. By the way, I keep saying Iditarod like you guys know exactly what that is. I don't know if you do. It's like, a, uh, I think it's an 800-mile race over a course of days. It's recreating the story that's the Togo story. It's recreating that story, and they race. But the ones that win that usually have run another race within two weeks before the Iditarod started. Because those dogs who have just run a race are ready to run again, which is crazy. We don't run, like if you run an Ironman, you don't go, I've got an Ironman this weekend, I've got another one on Tuesday, right? I just need two days to recover from that. No, we need days and days and days to build back up our body's stores and be ready to go. But they aren't like that. And that's what we need to be spiritually. We need to go, what I do, I want to run every day after Jesus. And when I finish running for the day, I want to be ready to run again. And, and the best way to do that, look at this, uh, Isaiah 40, 31, even the young youths grow tired and weary, and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Look at this. Some of you... You're trying to run this race. You're trying to pull the sled by yourself, and it's hard, and you know it's hard, and you feel like you're never getting any momentum. You feel like every time you start to get stuff moving, it just drags you back because the sled's heavy, and the spiritual life can be a weight to carry sometimes, but you will carry it better if you run with the team, if you run with other dogs, and for some of you, that means... Wednesday night we do squads. Um, it's small groups. It's, uh, it's a chance for you to kind of hang out with some people that are at least, and everybody's not great at it. That's, sorry. Everybody's not perfect. But, but in general, you've got a group of people who are trying to run, trying to pull the same sled you are. And you can pull it better together. So, um, so think about that. So, uh, let me pray for you guys, and we're going to, in the next few weeks, we're going to explore what does it look like to, to run with a team? What does it look like to follow God's commands? What does it look like to listen to Him? And uh, I think it's going to be fun, I, and uh, more sled dog trivia. So, uh, so that's always fun, and more pictures of sled dogs uh, who are cool looking. Uh, let me pray. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. Thank you 
that you have called us to run a race, but you haven't called us to run alone. Lord, that you've called us to run as part of a, part of a body of believers, part of a church. And Lord, I just pray that as we move forward, we'll understand that you are the one who is in charge of this. And that we're running, uh, not just running aimlessly, but we're running towards a goal that you've set for us. Lord, I pray that you will help us over the next few weeks to find our place in this team. And Lord, to find where we belong uh, in your church. Lord, thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick, before you leave, if you are staying for uh, Wild, make sure you check in again, okay? If you're not, have a great week. Maybe see you Wednesday. Maybe see you next Sunday. 